Okay, so this is Sophie Kirby. Do you want to spend a couple seconds introducing yourself? Yeah, sure. So, hi, my name is Sophie. Um, I live in Berlin, Germany, in Europe. Um, and I have a YouTube series um, called Sophie and Friends, which is all about teaching mindful self-compassion uh, in a fun way. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about what you think mindful self-compassion is? Yeah, so sure. So for me, um, mindful self-compassion helps me be kind to myself. That's, that's the most basic element of it. So sometimes we can notice that there's a little critical voice in our heads a little voice that says oh you're not doing this right or you need to be better in some way and mindful self-compassion helps me turn that voice into a friendly supportive voice instead of a critical one and so i find it really useful just in, in so many ways um in life but particularly when dealing with difficult situations things that make you nervous um, maybe like a school exam or for me something related to work or um, something to do with a, a friendship maybe and I find it a really great way to calm myself um, and to um, sort of behave in the way I would most like to. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> How does self-compassion help physically? Mm. So this is an interesting question. Um, I remember back when I was at school, I would get very nervous if I had a test or if I had to stand at the front of the classroom and I don't know, talk about something. And I remember I would then get a funny tummy, an upset stomach um, because of the nerves. They, you know, every feeling we have is expressed somehow in the body. So for me, I got this upset stomach. Other people might get a headache if they're stressed or nervous. And so, if I could say to my younger self back then, if I could use the skills I have um, of mindful self-compassion, uh, it sort of calms you down, relaxes the body, and interrupts often that process where your body reacts in a, in a funny way to stress. So you're sort of, through calming yourself down, Back then, I might be less likely to have this funny, upset, upset stomach situation going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about emotionally? Emotionally, well, for me, I don't know about you, Elizabeth, but for me, so you can't necessarily, or I wouldn't separate emotions and and the physical side of things. They're so connected. Um, but for me, like mindful self-compassion its main impact is in helping you handle really challenging emotions mm. 
I try to avoid the word negative emotions because when we call things like sadness and anger negative emotions, we feel like we can't feel them. But I just call them challenging emotions. So um, things that don't feel particularly pleasant to experience. So, yeah, for instance, sadness. If I can use a bit of mindful self compassion when I'm feeling sad I recognize or it enables me to recognize this feeling of and that distance for me makes all the difference it's the difference between an emotion controlling you like you're stuck in the middle of this sadness and there's no way out and looking at sadness from a sad right now mm, this is this is tough um and then you ask yourself how can i support myself through it or what do i need to hear from myself or maybe from another and so it just helps ease those really challenging unpleasant emotions that we experience so often in life um and uh for me that's you know the key thing is it doesn't take them away but it just helps um soothe you through those challenging times and deal with them more easily yeah Hmm. can you talk a little bit about your show which i love Oh, that's so sweet of you. What happened and how did you get there and why that format? Yeah. Well, um, it's a long story about how I got to making Sophie and Friends, this show. Um, But I'll see if I can sum it up. So I'm 31 now. And for very many years, probably since my teens or from the age of about 13 14 to my mid 20s I went through a lot of depression um feeling like there was no point in life not really wanting to be around um and at one point yeah finally in my late or my mid 20s it got to a point where I looked for help to get through this depression and I was lucky enough to find um, a therapist who taught me lots of things including mindful self-compassion and I learned that these skills transformed my sense of well-being and I with her support and the support of lots of other people they were able to come out of this depression and um, realized that a lot of it was down to not feeling like I was enough not feeling like I was good enough or like I was worthy of love or that I was doing things right in accordance with like however I thought we were meant to be in the world Um, and I thought wow so I'm learning this now in my mid-20s late 20s how amazing it would have been to know these things when I was a lot younger and I'd thought a lot about my education before I don't know if those of you listening what you think about school but 
So I love things like singing and dancing and drawing and um, being creative and playful. And those things weren't really um, a large part of my school experience, um, particularly in secondary school, so from the age of 11. And um, I thought, but that's such a big part of me as a person and, a, and it's a large part of so many people as are other, other things that aren't included in, in our school experiences um, that I think that contributes to the, uh, the problem, you know, the, the problem that I experienced where I felt like I um, wasn't doing things the right way I would only be shown one tiny way of doing things that is that doesn't work with a lot of people and um, anyway so th this combination of things so learning these mm, mental and emotional skills through therapy thinking about my school experience um, and then also looking at the the state of the world so my job when I'm not making Sophie and Friends is as a television, as a TV news journalist. So you're sort of, you spend your day surrounded by lots of the uh, difficult stories um, that our world uh, is experiencing, all of which tend to be um, negative or upsetting in some way. I was also thinking about what, what we could do about that how to improve our world and spe spread a bit more kindness um, so these sort of three elements came together and uh, I knew I wanted to do something for kids and then I came across Mr Rogers neighborhood which if you're in the states you might well know I I didn't know about Mr. Rogers as a kid. I grew up in the United Kingdom and we didn't have him there. We had Sesame Street, but not Mr. Rogers. But the second I saw Mr. Rogers um, and I listened to him speak, it just seemed totally in line with everything that I was thinking and feeling and wishing for. And so he's sort of my main inspiration. The, the idea was to create a modern day Mr. Rogers neighborhood where we mix things like singing and creativity and play and movement um, and include some fun and interesting characters. Um, and so the format, the format is based on that. And in every video, as you'll see if you watch it, we start by me welcoming you into my apartment um, and then that it, we always start the same way and we finish the same way with a song about um, gratitude and also about um, just sort of loving you the way you are um, so that's yeah that's where the show came from and um, that's the main aim of the show, um, or if I say that differently, the main aim of the show really is in line with what Mr. Rogers was aiming for, which is a slower, kinder, uh, more playful world.
Yeah, for me, it kind of feels like Mr. Rogers meets Sesame Street. <laughs> because your your um, puppets are so adorable. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you like the puppets. Yeah, Sesame Street was also a big inspiration. I think they do such amazing work. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I want you to talk just a little bit more about your growing up, if that's comfortable for you. Mm, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of thinking over the past 10 years or so about my experience in and of education, um, particularly secondary school, so from the age of 11 to 18 and then my education after that at university um, and I imagine it might be the experience of a lot of people listening to this um, that I found was not uplifting and um, supportive in the ways that we might want it to be so if I can just explain that a little bit. I went to a very academic school and it has an ex excellent reputation still because it gets excellent exam results. And um, I was sent there by uh, some wonderful parents who of course wanted the best for me. Um, it's only after my experience of school that I realized maybe it wasn't the best place for me I have many happy memories there but also there was mm, or there were some things that um, I wish maybe it would have done differently so because it was such an academic institution um, we, yeah so at this school we learned the the core traditional subjects that pretty much everyone learns now um, and the main aim it seemed of this institution was to get pupils to pass tests as well as they could and the reason why that happened is because we have um, a state of affairs in the UK where there's this sort of way of ranking schools according to exam results um, and so the school's reputation um, really lies on on the pupils academic achievements um, and you know that's the case all over the country and all over the world and this focus on achievements and on grades for me and for I think a lot of the people at school just meant that we we didn't really ever consider what we were interested in or we weren't encouraged to consider hey what are you interested in what really inspires you what makes you passionate what makes you feel alive it was just oh what am I good at and how can I ace the exam and um, so there was that element and then there was also the element of um, the sort of traditional teaching from the, the front of the classroom where it's very didactic and knowledge-based, which is again still the, the case for the majority of um, schools in the world, uh, where you do well at exams by absorbing and regurgitating knowledge. And there is 
really or there was for me very little encouragement of self-reflection um of some of the life skills which are truly so valuable when you when you emerge from the school system you realize or i realized i was lacking um so many skills which were really rather <laughs> essential i had a lot of uh knowledge at one point which i then swiftly forgot because that's the nature of exam taking um and so for me overall the the school experience left me having no idea of what i was interested in in fact the things that i had been interested in say as a five-year-old things like art and music very yeah particularly the creative you do side have a beautiful voice by the way oh you're so sweet <laughs> um yeah those those interests even mm, had had lessened there's something about the school experience where my passions had dimmed somewhat and uh I know I'm not alone in this. I've visited schools recently because I'm really interested in how education works. And I've spoken to students who are 16, 17, 18, totally bored by what they were experiencing, what they were learning, not, um, not knowing how it might relate to real life. Um, not knowing then what they were interested in or what they wanted to do after school and I just see this as a waste a massive waste of human potential and um, the one of the things I'm trying to do with Sophie and Friends as a show is to fill a massive gap um, in the education system and make up for what I see as some of its failings um, and so I'm trying to provide more of a holistic education that nurtures the sides of children that really aren't supported in conventional schools you know the creativity the the mental and emotional side even the sort of spiritual side and nurture the whole child that we really give children the best start in life um, and enable them to fulfill their potential and ultimately that will benefit us all as a, as a society if we have children coming up going out into the world inspired to do something they believe in aware of who they are as people enable uh, a, sorry aware of who they are as people able to understand themselves and their emotions and regulate the difficult emotions that come up for us all i think we can just create a much healthier society i agree <laughs> <laughs> Can you do me a favor and talk mm -hmm. a little bit about sort of a couple of your favorite Sophie and Friends episodes and <laughs> what you were kind of trying to put forth in those episodes? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, well, I would pick out uh, my two perhaps favorite episodes would be our first one planting seeds it's called and the fifth episode um which is about loving yourself just as you are uh and involves a pizza called margarita and um, 
so the first episode planting seeds um involves me and uh, a flower pot and a character called tools and together we learn how to plant a seed in in this flower pot and how much soil to add and how much water and sunlight to give this seed and um i guess i like this episode because of its simplicity um for me just the action of um, slowly putting the soil into this pot is incredibly mindful and i know it's something that kids like to do especially when you can get a little bit messy with the soil um but it also conveys what i think are pretty important lessons like just considering what environment we need to thrive or what nature needs to thrive so for this seed it could be as simple as sunlight and water but we as humans are very similar in that there are a number of conditions that need to be right to enable us to thrive and we will notice pretty immediately if those things are lacking so for instance i mean maybe people i'm sure people have experienced during lockdown you know the lack of um intimacy or or um connection mm, can have a profound effect on our sense of well-being even if we are able to maintain it through technology for for people um you know like i i know a lot of people who live on their own and um you know if you take away this this one key factor it can really really um negatively affect your mental health so yeah so one of the key lessons in planting seeds is that we are all able to learn about what we need to thrive and what people around us need to thrive and i hope to empower people as well to show each and every one of us that we can do a little bit for ourselves to bring ourselves closer to those conditions necessary to to have and experience well-being um and we can also do things for the natural environment um a second element of planting seeds is about the imagination um so actually when i when we plant the seed i say i ask the viewers to close their eyes and imagine what this seed could grow into and i encourage them to not necessarily think of it as becoming a plant although it could be but just to let their imaginations roam free um and have some fun with it and then think about what can be created out of whatever it is the seed stands for something you're taking care of something you're nurturing and so many beautiful things can then grow out of that so that's that was the first episode and then episode 5 um is about um it it's based in a pizzeria in our village and uh 
it's actually inspired by a video I did a few years ago for a different YouTube channel I had um, or still have, which is about providing adults with um, mental health tools. And this was a, a video that just came out of nowhere. I, I was looking at a pizza, a margarita pizza, and I imagined margarita feeling very sad about herself and looking around at the other pizzas maybe calzoni or quattro formaggi and thinking that somehow she was inferior to them because they had all the delicious extra toppings that she didn't have she she didn't have she felt very plain and so um yeah this this episode is um or was born out of that idea so we have margarita feeling very uh, insecure, not loving herself as she is and, and thinking she wishes she could be like some other pizza because everyone seems to love them. And it's about learning um, that our beauty lies in our uniqueness and uh, that it's very common experience, especially as a, a young person or a teenager, to sort of wish, oh, I got a, I should be a little bit more like them because they're really popular. But actually, um, you know, just having confidence in yourself and understanding that each and every one of us is worthy of love and respect, just as we are. Beautiful. I saw <laughs> both of those episodes and I love them both. Oh, I'm thrilled to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> so, yes, very, very wonderful. What is the response to Sophie and Friends been? Hmm. Um, so everyone who's seen it has been um, incredibly uh, complimentary. That's the wrong word, but they've been <laughs> they've been so supportive and receptive to it. Um, and we've had parents say, we need more programs like this, which really just spread joy and do it in a calm way. You know, we're intentionally uh, slow as a program, much, much slower than I think pretty much anything else out there, because. I still believe that kids' attention spans can be uh, increased and we shouldn't um, just keep speeding things up um, and, make, and turn things into clickbait. So, yeah, we've had parents respond very positively um, to those parts of the show. We've had parents say um, that their kids are so much calmer after watching. Um, and it's amazing so because the whole first series was community funded it's been amazing to see just how many people out there really support something more nurturing um mindful natural um and i'm excited to see where we can go with it um that being said, as a as the creator myself, I know there's a lot of things that I would want to, and I do, yeah, I would, and I do want to improve. <laughs> um, 
for instance, the diversity element um, of the show. So we filmed uh, just with two kids who are some friends' kids. And um, it was a question really of logistics and various limitations that we had anyway, that, that they're the only kids that were involved. And um, I would want to bring in a lot more diversity than what we have in the first series. And that's definitely going to happen when we make our next one. And, you know, as, as is always the case, creating things, you learn as you go. And so there's a lot of other things that I would tweak and improve. Um, and uh, I'm very, very open to involving the community in those efforts. So, um, yeah, anyone who would want to share ideas, suggestions, um, they're very, very welcome to do so. Okay, I'm going to switch to something that's a little more difficult to talk about. How do you yeah. think Sophie and Friends is helping during the, the pandemic? Mm -hmm. um, so I have heard from some teacher friends of mine that the videos have been helpful for them um, in terms of keeping their classes occupied whilst, whilst their pupils are at home. So the videos are quite self-contained. Kids can watch them on their own. They don't necessarily have to have an adult next to them, although um, we would always encourage that if possible. Um, but it, they, they can free up um, time for caregivers and they can also be used as a sort of starter activity for um, something longer or more elaborate. So for instance, some of the drawing activities that we include in the show can be expanded on um, by caregivers and uh, a lot of the topics, they can lead to um, discussions. So, so, I think they've been a support that way um, in terms of um, helping parents uh, sort of know what to focus on and talk about or have some inspiration, not know. Um, and then also, um, I imagine more profoundly, um, the emotional element uh, of the show, so the the skills that we teach in terms of how to self-soothe, how to calm down, um, but also some of the movement exercises we do, getting out a little bit of energy, I hope would um, have come in handy, or that I hope they have come in handy uh, during the lockdown when, you know, for kids, um, it's, uh, well, as, as it is for everyone, it's a very strange time being away from friends and, um, having routine, your routine so interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. We can end on a high note. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to have two more questions for you. First of yeah. all, what do you like best about your work? Ooh. Um, I, 
I like that this is the first thing I've done in my life that feels in total. <laughs> I like that this is the first thing I've done in my life that I feel totally aligned with and that um, I just just inspires me and motivates me and energizes me. And um, I really like that it has brought people together in the way it has. Um, and I think also maybe inspired a few people. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything that I missed? um anything else to add actually can i share a quote with you this I is a, yeah this is a quote that i came across this week um so uh yeah this is this is a week or the past few weeks um the world uh many people around the world have been protesting um police brutality after the horrendous murder of George Floyd and it's just been it's been another reminder of um, the problems there are to solve in the world um, and another reminder of for me or it's made me think more about how I can potentially help our world to heal in some small way anyway so this this is a quote i came across by nelson mandela no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion people must learn to hate and if they can learn to hate they can be taught to love for love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite Oh, that's beautiful. I love um, Mandela. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I'm so inspired by him as well. I've been. Um, I, I'm going to reread his story and his works because I think, you know, he stood for peace and hope and positive transformation and uh, sort of. I think what a lot of people are longing for right now. So, would you like to give me information on how people can get in touch with you? Yes, I would love to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would love to hear from, from anyone and everyone, uh, whatever feedback you might have or just getting in touch with us. Um, you can find us at www.sophieandfriends.org. That is our website. Or you can email hello at sophieandfriends.org. Um, also, if you Google Sophie and Friends or if you're on YouTube and you search Sophie and Friends, we will hopefully also come up. <laughs> Great. And I yeah. will have this out soon, a couple days. And I will have it on my Amazing. Blog. Yes, Amazing. I know. Is this great? This is great. It's so great. This is my first international call. Hey, oh, so and it was great. I think it's good. It keeps it. It says it's 
recording so i think it worked yeah awesome well it's so amazing what you've started here and so and i hope you're being uplifted by the experience you're talking to lots of interesting people oh i'm talking to amazing people it's been incredible <laughs> yourself included i really appreciate you taking the time to be with us and Pleasure. the work that you've been doing and thank you very much. And if you think of anything else that you're like, oh man, why did <laughs> I say that? Just call me back and I'll put it on my website. <laughs> okay, I will do. Thanks so much for listening to us. Take care, be very well. Much. Have a great evening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.